Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson, World Alternative Media here, and we are joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, Certified Financial Planner, and we told you last time that we would go into this in a video because it's very important, it affects all of you watching today, it's, this is out of the Daily Mail, it's regarding shrinkflation, as it says, don't get me started on Pringles, TikTok star exposes brands most guilty of shrinkflation as Starbucks comes under fire for selling sandwich the size of his palm. And they mean it when they say that. Look how small that sandwich is compared to the guy's hand. And I remember them being bigger for sure. I don't eat that garbage anymore. But hey, we see this RX cereal, which sounds like it's like a pharmacy cereal anyway. But look at it's only one third of the bag full. Now, this is happening all over the world. And we're going to go into some of that today. For example, this from Blog TO, which I'm guessing is Toronto. It says, viral Toronto TikTok shows just how bad shrinkflation has gotten in Canada. So you see that poison fluoride toothpaste bottle compared to the box. And it's significant how much we've seen a difference here. We see this uh, with Pringles, very small in comparison. Uh, we have whatever Mint Nights is. It looks like After 8 chocolates, very small. Uh, today and then like look they barely fill the box they just put these sections in there and hope nobody notices a Klondike bar where the chocolate is about as thin as a piece of paper this is a serious issue that's affecting a lot of people these are wagon wheels before and after Tim doesn't know what wagon wheels are so I've you know my father used to tell me when I was uh, when I was a kid how much of a significant difference there was between wagon wheels back when he was a kid in the 60s versus wagon wheels in, in the 90s, and I, you can imagine how much it's changed since then even. So you see a major significant difference there. And this is a curse, as this Guardian article says, a curse of shrinkflation, how food is being sneakily downsized, but prices aren't. The thing is, prices are going up regardless of what they, they claim. Of course, the inflation numbers are really rigged, but they're going up on top of shrinkflation. That is insane. And, you know, with that said, we have it happening all over the world. We have it in Australia, this out of Daily Mail. Uh, shrinkflation in Australia. Groceries sold at Coles and Woolworths quietly drop in size while prices remain high. And, of course, Canada is, again, it says shrinkflation is getting worse in Canada. And it could mean paying more taxes. Oh, jolly great. Can't wait. Um, of course, this is on top of this inflationary issue here. So this out of Bloomberg. India's central bank is caught between tomatoes and cookies. Soaring food prices are once again pushing inflation into uncomfortable territory. And, of course, they're banning exports of much of their rice, which they're the second top exporter of rice in the world. So there are there's panic buying going on top of this. This is just a recipe for disaster. This is from Go Banking Rates. It says... Inflation 2023, seven foods that could break your grocery budget in the fall. This includes beef. This includes oranges. This includes peaches, bread, processed fruits and vegetables, olive oil, and chocolate. Now, of course, it's affecting a lot more than that. I mean, chicken should be in there because chicken is sky high compared to what it was just a few years ago. And, of course, this from the Montreal Gazette, it says Metro says inflation rate on food items is nearing 8%. But... I seriously doubt that story. In fact, they are actually deleting the data right now. Tim sent me this uh, yesterday. It says that the government of Canada is deleting statistics to hide real inflation numbers. So number one, they're going after food inflation numbers. I wrote on Twitter at World Alt Media. I said, first, Freeland makes grocery stores remove prices from the shelves in the background of her press conferences. Now they're just deleting reality. This is what, uh, what to look for when communism begins to rise. Beware. And, of course, this is only going to get worse. So this is happening all over the world. And I wanted to 
uh, you know, talk about this today, break it down a bit with Tim, let him kind of explain what we're seeing here, where it's going to go and how it's going to affect all of you and what you can do about it, which is a, the most important part of all. But before we do, my friends, I urge people to check those links below. We have a bit.ly link for Tim Pachote for a free initial consultation, a free portfolio review. Uh, go and sign up and book f uh, a phone call with Tim today. I urge you, if you want to protect your money, we have to be serious about all this kind of stuff. And of course, you could go to heavensharvest.com as well for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO. We have organic kits, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage, and books on how to get started. Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of these products. And even if you don't qualify, I still urge you to use code WAM. This could save your life versus not just inflation, not just shrinkflation, not all these things, but having actual food in your hands and in your family's hands in the face of this very real crisis. Remember, they're trying to collapse the supply chain on top of all the things I just mentioned, and not being prepared is the most irresponsible thing you could possibly do in this day and age. So again, that's code WAM, W-A-M. Anyway, Tim, we have all this shrinkflation happening. We have food inflation happening. We have, of course, supply chain issues happening, uh, export bans, all these different things happening at the same time and hitting people from every angle. And they think they can get away with it. They think they, think they could just you know, go and uh, put something on the shelf that's a quarter of the size that it was you know, 10 years ago and charge double the price of what it was 10 years ago. What do we need to know about shrinkflation? I think what we need to know is that ultimately everything is to try to get us on a central bank digital currency, a CBDC. I've been talking about this for years, even before the term CBDC was even out. We were calling it like things like FedCoin and GoldmanSucks.GovCoin. But ultimately, this is a cost of living crisis. So if they can make uh, people more poor because uh, their money is worth less and less and less, well, then all of a sudden they're going to be more dependent on any sort of handouts they give. And so one yeah. of those handouts will probably eventually in the future, once they you know, bankrupt most people except for uh, the wealthy people, would be uh, you know, getting them so poor that then all of a sudden now they're more likely to accept that handout, accept that you know, $1,000 a month, accept that universal basic income. But you know, the government that has the power to give you everything also has the power to take it all, all away. I mean, yeah. The power to tax is also the power to... Destroy and so also what they're looking at doing is uh, I mean now they've changed these inflation data a lot And I'm not going to go over all different ways because but one of the sneaky things they did recently is in January At least this is for the US government uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics used to go on a rolling two-year average So in January they decided to go on a rolling 12-month average So the a lot of the inflation happened, you know two years ago when prices were obviously everybody knows that prices were a lot less two years ago versus last year yeah. And so if you throw out the number from two years ago and you're only dealing with the number from last year, all things equal, you're going to have lower inflation. Now, this was talked about in January in the video that I came out with. And I don't even know anyone else who even had a video uh, detailing this sneaky little trick that they had. Uh, now, shrinkflation, what people need to keep in mind is that ultimately it's the price per unit or the price per ounce somebody should be dealing with. And mainly Josh was talking about a lot of crap foods, a lot of poison, a yeah. lot of... Uh, pretty much everything that's on your shelf. Yeah, we not the necessities. Getting, we weren't even getting into organic food. We weren't even getting into, like, let's say, non-mRNA-type beef. And actually, just today, uh, my girlfriend ordered Instacart for me, and I went and I looked at the price of uh, the steak. It was a one-pound steak, and it was like $33. And so, uh, you know, and that's something I had to cook myself, too. And so, you know, it's just one of the – and it wasn't, you know, something super fancy. And so they're trying to basically price people out 
of having anything that's good, anything that's healthy for them. And then, you know, when you're talking about things that you mentioned, chickens, mm. that's not even taken into account if you want, let's say, uh, you know, there's you know all sorts of different ways that they do this. I mean, they've got cage-free versus free-range versus uh, pasteurized, and they're all sort of bastardized terms. Where even the term organic, uh, you know, that is bastardized in terms of what is allowed, what isn't allowed. Now, another sneaky thing they they also do that a lot of people aren't aware of, and a lot of people do not talk about, is called a hedonic adjustment. Now, a hedonic adjustment is let's say you used to have an iPhone that was 500 bucks, and I've got an iPhone that's a thousand dollars. And so most of us say, okay, well, that's 100% more. What they'll say is, well, since the new iPhone has so many new uh, features and qualities about it that make it so much better than the previous version, that even though it costs twice as much, uh, its features are five times greater. So now uh, it's actually, you know, like a 70% uh, uh, discount or, you know, we've got deflation going on. So that's, a, you know, a very tricky thing uh, that, they, that they do that not a lot of people are – are talking about you won't hear a lot about it and i did write a book on all this so if you actually go to howitsrig.com i believe i've got an ebook that's there i think it's like 15 16 pages from 2015 it's all evergreen though so i mean the only thing that's not in there is that thing from january i just mentioned but you know if they can they will they are they changed the rate in the 80s they changed the rate in the 90s but one of the main reasons why that number is important other than like whatever headline, you know, rah, rah, shiskumba that the president can, uh, you know, muster up is the fact that the inflation number then ties into the GDP number. So let's say the inflation, the real inflation number is 10 and they say it's two. Well, if the economy is growing at 5%, well, 5 minus 2 is a positive 3, right. whereas 5 minus 10 is a negative 5. And so we have actually been in this. <clears throat> financialized destruction of having a purchasing power being eroded over the past 15 years since the financial crisis of 2008. And it's really just, you know, one of these stories of, of the big banks and the major companies that are out there, major S&P 500 type companies that are just getting richer and richer and richer and in this rigged financialized system. And really, it's not even all the S&P 500 companies. I mean, nowadays, it's like seven of the companies account for almost all the wealth in there. And so it is important that people, you know, do things to to ultimately preserve the purchasing power, not necessarily preserve that number on the screen that they see from one of their statements, because the main play here is to absolutely uh, make people poor and poor. And the, one of the best and sneakiest ways to do that is through inflation, which is why you have John Maynard Keynes, who's basically the godfather of Keynesian economics. It's named after him. And even he would probably be rolling in his grave over what is now attributed to him. Yeah, and he's, he had awful economics, in my opinion. But at the same time, he... he presented this centralized version of of monetary policy that doesn't come anywhere close to how much everything's centralized everything's controlled today so it is a shocking difference compared to what these so-called academic economists base their whole viewpoint on it's it's pathetic yeah and i don't want to read this entire quote because it is a rather lengthy quote but uh, now, this is John Maynard Keynes, and he goes, Lenin is said to have declared that the best way to destroy the capitalist system was to debauch, or that's to debase, the currency. So that means printing a bunch of money. By a continuing process of inflation, governments can confiscate secretly and unobserved an important part of the wealth of their citizens. By this method, they not only confiscate, but they confiscate arbitrarily. And while the process impoverishes many, it actually enriches some, which is what we're just talking about. This the sight of this arbitrary rearrangement of riches strikes not only at security, but also at confidence and equity of the existing distribution of wealth. Now I'm skipping down here. Lenin was right. 
there is no subtler, no sure means of overturning the existing basis of society than to debauch the currency. The process engages all the hidden forces of economic law and the side of destruction and does it in a manner which not one man in a million is able to diagnose. And so that's the whole thing is that they know that if they go and they steal your money from your bank account, the average, you know, even, you know, fluoridated, brain dead, vaccinated idiot is going to be able to know that, hey, they stole money from my bank account. But what they're not smart enough to realize is that the main root cause of all this is printing all this money from being in a you know complete tyrannical government that is 32 point something trillion dollars in debt, which that isn't even the real debt because that number doesn't count. Uh, you know, unfunded liabilities. It doesn't count Social Security. It doesn't count Medicare, which is actually a bigger problem than Social Security. Right. It doesn't count the wars. And now we've got what? It's going to be probably over a trillion dollars a year in interest costs. Cost. And then once all the debt rolls over at these current rates, it's going to be closer to $2 trillion, assuming that debt doesn't go up, which obviously the debt is still going to be going up. So we're now in this spiral of out of control where everything is fine until the day it's not fine. And one of the ways they're doing it is through shrinkflation. And I didn't realize until you just pulled up that picture of the Pringles. I figured that the maybe we're just putting less Pringles in there and uh, you know in a sleight of hand, that which way. they're doing as well. But yeah, they're also I real- making. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were actually that much smaller as well. And maybe it's a good thing that the food is that much smaller. Americans can't afford to eat as much crap because you know well, the average American does probably could afford to eat right. a whole lot less. Well, I mean, there's like I can't even imagine going to McDonald's, but they're showing photos of the pickles are now thicker than the burger meat at McDonald's. I mean, that is insane. And of course, you know, Campbell's soup, which is also garbage, of course, is a good metric of inflation in a lot of ways because it, even if it's terrible for you, it's necessity over want. And it's been a great indicator. I, I think there's actually an index created just around yeah. Campbell's Soup where it shows over time it going from two cents at one point, five cents, ten cents to a dollar and a dollar ten cents some places for a can of tomato soup. And the thing is, that's coming from a place where pe- people that don't have a lot of money go for the canned goods that are. By the way, everyone should go for canned goods, but it should be uh, you know better for you than Campbell's Soup, but. Um, because it lasts longer, they can stock up in it in bulk, and they can feed their family with it, and they can make it into a whole bunch of different things in, 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 with their ingredients. So uh, that's very important. But people try to judge inflation, and I've said this before, by you know TVs mixed with food, mixed with couches, mixed with you know a heater, and all these different things. Some things you need, some things you don't, and the things you don't need in many cases are going up. Uh, in in value very very slightly but not much where like especially tvs tvs are not as expensive as they used to be and uh, like it's dramatically different. giving it away so yeah. that they can spy on you yeah, totally deflated in your head oh absolutely they need to make any, everyone brain dead but it's not a necessity televisions are not a necessity phones aren't a necessity you want one but it's not a necessity. What's necessary is, you know, bread and rice, all these things that are getting attacked on the supply chain right now. And, you know, if you eat meat, ch- chicken, beef, whatever it might be, if, if you're a vegetarian or whatever, you know, different kind of broccoli, cauliflower, all of these things are going up in value dramatically and being shrunken down. So when I see, you know, Campbell's as this hallmark index of where inflation is really going versus the fake numbers that they give you, it tells me everything I need to know when I see this the size difference in the cans 
from before to after, and they are about five percent on average across not, uh, not Campbell's. Not as chunky as it used to be. Yeah, it's they're five percent on average, um, basically a, a difference in can size. In that, in this case, most of them are just skinnier, not not uh, shorter. But there are a lot of examples of cans that are shorter. And literally over one year, the new cans have gone down like uh, three centimeters by the looks of it. And so, look, you have skinnier cans. And you have shorter cans. And that is really a big indicator for me that it's, it's a crisis. And people will laugh, oh, the Campbell's soup means crisis. Honestly, yeah, yeah. If, if we're seeing this kind of difference, I think it well, does. Well, here's the thing with Campbell's. It's not like, oh, the greedy uh, you know, Campbell uh, company is out there trying to just increase their margins. They have incredibly small margins because they've got companies <laughs> like Walmart that go to them and like absolutely make sure that they have to get – you know, the cheapest product possible. And so they're doing everything they could in terms of like scaling up. And there's a lot of like predatory things that companies like Walmart do that there's whole, you know, Harvard case studies on this type of stuff. Uh, but anyways, you know, the main point is it's not like, oh, it's the greedy grocery stores. Grocery stores have very, very fine margins. They're only making like, you know, maybe 2%, 1%. Well, they've been normalizing that, Tim, because a lot of people have been writing articles for, you know, terrible mainstream media publications. It's a grocery store. Or when the gas prices were going up like crazy, Joe Biden blamed gas stations, even though they only make like one cent or two cents in profit every time. People want gas stations to bring people into the store to buy other things. The taxes are a lot of the price of gas. Almost all of it, yeah. The government's making it expensive, obviously, via inflation, via taxation, via regulation and the way they crack down on these places. And by the way, it's the the gasoline tax is actually what pays for the roads. People are like, oh, you know, people, you know, we need taxes because we got to pay for the roads. Well, your actual regular income tax doesn't even go towards the roads. The entire tax system, as originally designed, was supposed to all be these, uh, you know, direct taxes of knowing exactly what you're paying for, right. not this whole everything just goes into one big, uh, you know, slush fund kitty pool filled with pork barrel and, you know, all the rest. I'm just really interested in this Campbell's Soup share um, data going back to, I think, uh, 1983, August 1983. Like, they peaked uh, both in 1998 and in 2016, but they've generally stayed on an average the exact same since around uh, 1995, which, again, it goes to your point about their profit margins and, and, you know, the difficulty with all that. So they're a terrible company using Monsanto foods. There's no doubt about that. But it's really interesting as a metric anyway. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm really concerned about all this when we have simultaneously with all this, we're going to see much higher prices, not just because of inflation, the regular stuff, but because... They're actually going after the supply chain it's, it's itself. They're going. They're getting rid of fifty uh, percent of farms in the Netherlands, the second top agricultural exporter in the world. They're going after, of course, the same thing in the United States and Canada and Ireland. And there's farmer protests everywhere in, in Austria and in all these different places. While they're pushing a World War Three scenario, which will destroy the supply chain even further, and the oil production cut is another one. So all these things, um, you know, indicate that we're walking straight into a disaster. And what are people actually doing about it? That's a question. So I was just trying to pull up the Campbell's Soup uh, Index, and actually the very first thing that pops up when I typed that in was Campbell's Soup Company has been recognized, has been named to the 2021 Bloomberg Gender Equality Index. Oh, so they're definitely putting something. Committed to transparency and to closing gender-related metrics <laughs> and investment in workplace gender equality. I'm like, so, like, so they're definitely putting something up, in there. I can't to... even look up a Campbell's Soup thing without some sort of like propaganda bullshit being directed at well, us. Well, and, and that just reminds me of something you brought up in our last video because it, maybe they're putting something in it that um, destroys the ability to have children. A lot of a lot of companies have um, have been involved in that, and of course they go after the poorest people with that. 
But yeah, Kellogg's. That is an interesting story. Can you quickly tell that story? Uh, you know, obviously, it's not the main point of the video, but it'd be interesting. We did to tease it. We did tease it last time. So, Doctor Kellogg was this like, really weird guy that would have like ten enemas a day. Uh, wanted thought that sex was the root of all evil, and so what he wanted to do was make sure that people weren't having sex. Also, wanted to help feminize men. So one of the things he wanted to do was, well, first off, breakfast wasn't even that much of a thing back in the day. I mean, the word breakfast is break fast. Uh, yeah. A lot of people should be intermittently fasting. And he and, yeah, and, he and of, of course, um, the father of propaganda himself, Edward Bernays, got this campaign to get everyone to eat cereal uh, and all this different stuff because, of course, it would be a big seller, but breakfast foods are, were not popular at the time. And, of course, breakfast foods... Uh, were known to be unhealthy, as a matter of fact, but they because you're not supposed to eat right after you wake up. But they made it seem as though it's the healthiest meal of the day. But go ahead. Well, I guess you know, sticking along with the uh, the food related themes, basically, Dr. Kellogg wanted to make sure guys weren't uh, choking their chicken uh, at all, <laughs> and so that is why cornflakes was developed. So if you're watching this and you're some like, big tough guy, patriot, America, and just you know eating your cornflakes, uh, you know you might as well go throw them in the trash. I don't care if you paid five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars for it. Uh, you know that is a globalist propaganda, and most people have no idea about the story. But you can go, you can go look it up. And uh, that is where, you know, basically the origins of, you know, pretty much breakfast and cereal comes from Dr. Kellogg, who is this, you know, crazy, uh, you know, completely out of his, you know, gourd guy that uh, wanted to help feminize men and make sure guys weren't touching themselves. So they wanted to come out with a cereal that, uh, you know, was the most bland thing possible that would, you know, basically stop the prolocivities of guys from doing that. Well, so and, and that's kind of evolved into all the stuff we're seeing today now with, uh, you know, some of the gender bending chemicals that you find in a lot of uh, the foods today. And uh, what's it called? Atrazine or something? Uh, Atrazine. To, to turn the frogs gay. Yeah. Well, that's that's a real thing. And it's he's been totally vindicated by that uh, obviously but um you know the uh, rfk jr actually did a whole speech on how they're turning the frogs gay it's changing their genders it's happening to people too the, but, what is it 20 percent of gen z now identifies as lgbtqia plus whatever crap they have right now and, yeah and i don't really see you know how the l and the B they want to lump in like the t which is completely separate things on everything but you know it's all about you know this whole victim mentality yeah. about, of the democratic party and we don't and it's all really a distraction because you know the one just blame everything on the democratic party because the same bankers at the top who are controlling the left are also controlling the right and yeah we could say one is more insane than the other but you know it, ultimately a lot of this stuff are distractions and it's all about you know you not, uh, not consenting wanting to be your own sovereign individual and america was founded on the basis of protecting our individual god-given mm -hmm. rights that's the only thing that the American government was started for, and now the only thing the American government basically wants to do is, you know, completely piss on the exact founding of this country to then make sure they're constantly just in our business for every single thing we do, taxing us out the, you know, yin yang for every single thing. Well, we it's anti-human in general. It's anti-human. The whole idea is to um, promote ideas of dependence rather than independence, and and poison us, destroy us from the inside out. Um, you know, de create debauchery, demoralize children, put little boys in dresses, all that poison kind of stuff. People, poison another, people. Uh, you another, uh, you know, basically yeah. Pharma. I mean, it's all about making people sick and make a bunch of money. On mRNA them. in your steak. Yeah, they're they're like we don't know the long term side effects. Yeah, well, but it's it's probably not very good. And of course, you know. 
these are all the things that we have to be concerned about. John Kerry literally saying we want to get rid of most of the farms to stop pop, uh, to stop uh, climate change. But then he says, uh, you know, climate change is causing famine because it's getting rid of farms. But so in response, we have to get rid of farms to stop climate and his change. His wife owns one of the biggest <clears throat> food companies in the world. Heinz, Heinz yeah. Teresa Heinz. Carry. I mean, they got their money from, you know, the food industry. Pure right? evil. So, and then, you know, he's going on about private jets. Well, this guy owns a private jet. And he's like, oh, I don't own it. That's, oh, that's, that's my wife that owns it. I'm like, give me a break. Well, and, and, uh, and you know what? This is a good time to first say, um, you know, it's important that people go and check out that I thought maybe you had link. a private jet sponsorship. To go. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, a good yeah, time but, to go. Uh, now, uh, what, what's that? JSX. Um, no. But so this well, is... Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a, from the bit.ly link uh, for Tim. If you want to become a client of his and you don't want the old-fashioned, um, you know, unaware, uh, pro-globalist, nonsense uh, financial planners, if you want someone that actually knows what he's talking about and gets into all this stuff, uh, sign up for a free initial consultation or free portfolio review. Most aren't uh, pro-globalist. Most are just unaware. They just want to, you know, poo-poo this But in being unaware, they become pro that because they're pushing that agenda. And that's what kind of drives me crazy about a lot of and it. And I would that... tell these guys, like a, like the first company I worked for at the time was like a $50 billion, had like managed, you know, a decent amount of money, uh, especially when I was like 22. Now I wasn't managing that, but I was with this company and you know talking to these portfolio managers like well what happens you know on these bond portfolios when inflation eventually goes out of control and then with the interest rate risk you know these portfolios are getting right. like decimated and they'd sort of be like yeah well i guess that's a concern but you know it's all about going along to get it get along and not wanting to rock the boat and if you know everyone's doing the same thing we all lose money then you know we'll just put our hands up in the air because it's all about you know doing what everybody else is doing for the most part but you can't do what everybody else wants to do otherwise you're going to get average results and the average person is going to get, you know, absolutely, you know, have all their purchasing power eroded and they're going to then be forced to take this mark of the beast, central bank digital currency. And I, you know, I don't using that, you know, biblical term of mark of the beast. Well, I came up with that before I'd ever read. I remember the first time I ever gave a presentation, this yeah. was 2010, and someone goes, oh, it sounds like you ripped off the book of Revelations. And at the time, I had never read the book of Revelations and still came up with, you know, the, the master game plan, which then helped get me, uh, you know, closer to, you know, being more spiritual and I don't want to say religious, yeah. but you know, it's getting to the point of realizing, yeah, there is this bigger master plan here, and you know, they're certainly using that as a guidebook. Well, that's what the whole reset us. is about: is to redo uh, old resets that have happened over multiple civilizations over history. And this is kind of the Tower of Babel scenario where they bring it all down. It's economic, it's it's social, it's it's political, it is physical, it is um, you know, it has a lot to do with health, it has a lot to do with all of these different things. And the economic system is mainly being run out of Basel, Switzerland, at and they and there's a really good book on this called. The Tower of Basel, which is based on the Tower of, Inter- of Babel, which is where the Bank of International Settlements is. So, yeah, Central which Bank is its own country, by the way. Most people have no idea that there is its own autonomous country inside of Switzerland called the Bank of International Settlements, yep. which helped fund the Nazis. I did Anyways, a video there last year, and I went. I tried to get into the building, and uh, it didn't work out so well. Oh, and the remember. guy that runs it, Augustin Carson, says, you know how evil it is that someone could have a hundred dollar bill or a thousand dollar peso, and they can't track it, and they don't know where it's going, and they can't control it. But with CBD see they can you know track trace control it they can stop you and really it's all about social engineering you uh, i mean larry fink the head of blackrock said we need, need to use esg as a tool to help control people to force behavior and i went to a guy who i know who's a fortune 500 board member and showed him the clip and he said oh wow is the, is the screen big well, enough I, to fit him on there yeah i know what's funny about 
this is yeah, like we were just talking about Kellogg's. Yeah, and, speaking um, of shrinkflation. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It, well, he's obviously not seeing any. You know, it's interesting because you're just talking about Kellogg's, and then I see this, and I'm like, well, I don't think you need to eat cornflakes to uh, make sure to not have babies and destroy your um, your system and, and not, you know. Uh, I guess you could just be like Elon Musk and uh, just put, put a picture of Bill Gates as an instant boner killer. This is killer. a good boner killer right here. You don't need you don't <laughs> need Bill anything Gates else. Yeah, yeah. Augustus Karsten's gross. But, uh, you know, I, I want to kind of uh, start wrapping it up here because there's so many different things that I think that could save people's lives here because at the end of the day, you know, I, I hate to go from Augustus Karsten's to food because now I'm, I don't have an appetite. But, you know, this is very important because this could save a person's life. And with all these different things from the mRNA steaks and, you know, as I was showing you earlier, they're pushing this mRNA in steaks. They're destroying the supply chain. There's shrinkflation. There's inflation. There's all these uh, false, faulty numbers that aren't actually explaining the, the root cause and the extent of all these things. Going over to HeavensHarvest.com and, and using code WAM, W-A-M, could save your life. And it's actually organic kits. There's uh, non-GMO kits, uh, you know, long-term storable food that could really help you going forward. There's heirloom seeds, water filtration storage, books on how to get started. So use code WAM, W-A-M, and you could save your life and you get free shipping on a lot of these products. This is easy to do considering inflation right now um, because the, you're actually saving money on all your groceries by getting this today. So it's an investment. And with that said, you can use Afterpay now on Heaven's Harvest so that you don't have to pay all at once or you could just pay later. So it saves you some you know, money until you, you can make some money back and pay into it. So that is um, a really interesting thing that they're doing there. And remember, you know, you give a man a fish and he'll eat tonight. You teach a man to fish and he'll feed his family for a lifetime. And that is why those heirloom seeds are so important. So just go over to heavensharvest.com, use code WAM, W-A-M, and save yours and your families and your loved ones' lives today. Very important. Tim, what are you looking at over there? So all this stuff I was talking about with Dr. Kellogg was just stuff that was off the, off the, top, off the top of my head. And actually, so I, this is some stuff I guess I didn't know that uh, Kellogg, this is, on Wik, this is from Wikipedia, not that that's like yeah. some you know, haven of truth, but Kellogg dedicated the last 30 years of his life to promoting eugenics. He co-founded the Race Betterment Foundation, co-organized several national conferences on race betterment, and attempted to create a eugenics registry Alongside discouraging racial mixing, Kellogg was in favor of sterilizing mentally defective persons, promoting eugenics agenda, while working on the Michigan Board of Health. And yeah, and also, I guess he was like a seven-day Adventist. And uh, But yeah, anyways, yeah. a couple of things I didn't even know. And then it also says how he's an advocate of liberal theology, because we all we know how liberal it is to want to kill black people and to want to, uh, you know, end well, the that's Jews. A, that's Just a like, history of liberalism. Yeah, like Assuming Margaret Sanger. And new that. version of liberalism, not the old version of, of liberal, which it was classical liberal, like which Fabian is libertarian now, and, uh, uh, because your original form of liberal literally means uh, Latin free. Freedom. So that obviously is the opposite of what it's become. But in the last 150 years, that term has gone further and further downhill because the thing is, collectivism begets collectivism. And the more you add on to it, the more you need. It's a it's a it's like you've got to have a fix for this because of this. It's like a pill that you take because you have a side effect from another pill. You just keep on building on. It's a drug addiction, essentially. And eventually you get to Stalinism. Eventually you get to Maoism. So that I, I wanted to just throw out there considering, you know, these eugenicist Margaret Sangers of the world and, um, you know, John Kellogg's of the world. Yeah, but, so he wanted to kill you and make sure that you stopped having sex. I mean, is there really any, any two bigger things you want? Basically poison you. 
Uh, wanted you dead and wanted you to stop having sex. And if you couldn't have sex, I also wanted to stop you from touching yourself. Yeah. So great guy, Dr. Kellogg. Uh, I guess now. Seems like on. a real buzzkill. Yeah, but so. speaking of that, it's something that's actually healthy for you and could save your life. And we just interviewed John Richardson Jr., um, the son of Dr. John Richardson, who, it, alongside Ernst T. Krebs, figured out the amazing um, th- you know, benefits of apricot seeds. RNCstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Uh, you could get your uh, apricot seeds, Laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. You could actually use code JOSH now, J-O-S-H, if you're watching on another platform and you can't find that link, uh, though you can find it on Rumble and BitChute and all those places if you are watching on London Real, which I appreciate them posting our content, or if you're watching on Twitter, where the links aren't allowed to be added into the videos. So go and check that out and get it before it's banned. Check out our recent video on it. And also make sure to go and check out Lion Energy for uh, lithium batteries, solar generators, power banks, solar panels, all these things. So you aren't dependent on the government grade. You save a bunch of money and get free shipping and 100% money back guarantee if you go through our link. Again, this isn't about environmentalism. This is about not depending on the government when the government is the main um, monopoly source for energy. It's just silly to depend on them in the, especially in this day and age. Well, it gets better with Dr. Kellogg. Oh over my here. God. He's still going on about Dr. <laughs> Kellogg. And apparently he would uh, have a half a pint of yogurt up his butt every morning too. Uh, this is on Wikipedia. This is on wait, Wikipedia. Wait, wait, wait. Is this Jeff Berwick? <laughs> no, that's, uh, remember that one meme somebody had of him? It was like the best part of waking up is Folgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember someone had that meme, but uh, you know, uh, and it probably is, Folgers you know, butt. stuff to be said about it, but you, when you've got a, oh, a 10 a day and you know, you're putting yogurt up your butt every day and you're the guy that wants to then dictate uh, his morals and everybody else. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird. Yeah, there's benefits kinda for weird. sure, but yeah, it's kind of weird how f- how obsessive he. And this is, is wicked. This is wi- this is all Wikipedia. I haven't even gotten through the whole thing. I'll, you know, I'm going to stop. We, we won't go through the, the whole. Video. Yeah, we'll yeah, have a whole Wikipedia entire expose on uh, of, uh, Kellogg John Kellogg. Yeah, but uh, anyway, final thing I wanted to mention here as we close this off is our GoGetFunding.com campaign where we have raised $4,456 thus far. So thank you to those who've donated to this. Uh, it's out of $10,000 in debt we have from going to Oxford, UK to film this documentary in 15-minute cities as well as in Amsterdam. And, of course, um, went into complete debt and was, had $3 in my account at one point. Actually, at one point, it was 0.00 because I got screwed over at the grocery store trying to get some bread and stuff. And trying to get some then cornflakes. It only paid for um, half of it because the rest was gone out of my account. Um, so yeah, just terrible stuff. Um, but you know, this documentary is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to bringing it to you, but I still have to license footage, license music. It costs thousands of dollars to do all that. I still have to travel to other parts of the country to interview people for that documentary. So go get funding.com, Patreon, subscribe star. We have a Bitcoin address with, a, uh, of course we have a coin tree link as well in the description where if you go there, you can find a whole bunch of different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please. And of course, uh, that includes privacy coins. We have a Teespring store with merchandise. And of course, we have um, a a newsletter. It's free, www.imband.com and uh, just sign up with your email. Uh, Of course, we have... Uh, or we are on uh, Telegram, Rockfin, Bandoff Video, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon at World Alternative Media. We're on Hive, Steemit, and Vigilante.tv at, at Josh Sigurdsson. And we're on all the bad guys, TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, Twitter, and Getter at, at World Alt Media. So you can go and find those. Of course, we are posting natively on Twitter to some degree. It takes a bit of time to get it up there, but we, we do it. And um, it helps us reach new people. We're on all the 
uh, podcast places except for Spotify. And of course, Tim is uh, on, uh, well, you could go to the libertyadvisorshow.com and you could find a whole bunch of his links, but he's on Telegram at the Liberty Advisor official chat. That's advisor with an O-R at the end. And uh, anyway, we have lots more to go into uh, sometime soon. Uh, Tim is busy reading John Harvey Kellogg's uh, Wikipedia biography. 1896. This dude was already creating meat substitutes for chicken and beef in 1896. And has a patent in 1901 on meat substitutes. I'm I'm learning more and more and more about this guy and also is a big proponent. proponent of soy milk so just uh go for yeah it. like, it's all about eugenics worse. like i thought it was pretty bad and then however bad i thought it was which is probably already way more than the audience wanted to hear it just even gets even worse even and this was not even going on any this, this is all just like the wikipedia so <laughs> well anyway uh but i do appreciate everyone watching and make sure to hit that like button share on social media hit the notification bell and hit subscribe if you have not yet already and of course um, we'll come uh, back with mo- many more updates on uh, John Harvey Kellogg's. But by the way, that is really crazy that he would be involved in that stuff so early on. But... 1895 and 1896? Yeah. Nut- nutos? N- yeah, nut- N-U-T-T-O-S-E. Wow. Uh, nut- who knows? Just but, so weird. Yeah. Um, well, this is the flow of our videos these days, but it's all good. And, of course, um, at the end of the day, the main solution is to be more independent, be self-sustainable, live by example. We will win this battle for humanity but first we have to go through a few struggles and giant eugenics operations from whether it's bill gates or uh klaus schwab or it's uh john (laughs) kellogg anyway i appreciate everyone watching and until next time my friends this is josh sigurdsson and tim pachote signing out from world alternative media find the truth be the change